You're listening to Data Center Therapy. Please take a number and an engineer will be right with you. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Data Center Therapy, a podcast from Ivoxy Consulting that talks all things IT with a healthy dose of empathy. I am your host, Matt Yeti, and I'm joined by uh, my very frequent co-host, Mr. Matt Casalino. Matt, Hello, how are you doing? Hello. I'm great. How are you, Mr. Yeti? I'm feeling a little insecure. <laughs> oh, you look see at what that. I did there. Look at yeah. that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. We can't all be comedians not, in our not day jobs. secure. Uh, well, it depends on what layer you're trying to secure. There we right? go. There we go. Yeah. And <clears throat> at the outer shell of everything is what you consider to be the edge, right? The uh, We hear about mm-hmm. this edge and edge mm-hmm. computing. And VMware has got a hypervisor now that runs on, what, network cards? Uh, something, right? The, yeah. I mean. The smart we're, NIC? Yeah. We're pushing, we're pushing compute and offload into all of the stuff. And I think, yeah, you've actually got a like a a more generic CPU on some of those new network cards that they're defining. So you can offload even more random, whatever, right? It's a tangent, but it almost feels like this push to the edges is a way to get data closer to you wherever you are. And right now I almost feel like, you know, 640 K should be enough for anybody. You can never say, I can't (laughs) see this helping at any point. You can't, you Mm -hmm. just can't say it. You just have to assume that it's going to, that it's going to prove you wrong. But, it, right now, it feels like the only application I can really think that that level, and I'm guessing it's a latency thing at that point, right? The only thing I can see gained is from is gaming and game streaming. Uh, the well, the idea of these streaming services where you know your game video is streamed to your your iPad, but your controller button presses get sent up to the cloud, and then you know. Right. I guess uh, it depends on like the game you're playing, because if you're playing an online game with other people. You spinning to the left still has to be sent to the person you're playing with or whatever, right? Yeah, the Call of Duty quick scopers can't snipe me, you know, or they do still anyway, but like <laughs> just because we're not good twitchy. doesn't right. The timing <laughs> is an easy blame right now. I can say the lag got me, mm-hmm. but but if, well, if it's all even across the board, then I have no excuse for my lack of skill. Well, right, and that's the thing is right. If if you're still on the other side of the country, my my scope zoom whatever still has to get across the country right 86 milliseconds mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. now is that what do but do that maybe not gaming specifically but is that kind of the push to the edge is just lower latency closer to the consumer kind of desire is that really what's driving a lot of that movement um <clears throat> i i don't think it's it's necessarily a latency thing personally i think it's more along the lines of um the silicone is becoming commoditized now, right? So we've got these Raspberry Pis that you can run your whole home server environment off of. When we talk about our our home lab stuff, it's you read about guys running, you know, I've got my four Raspberry Pis sitting over here running everything that's automating my house, blah. Um, you've got commodity hardware like that that you could slap onto a network adapter, and now rather than having to process it, process that uh, entire TCP stack in your CPU you can offload it to the network adapter itself. So it can do... And I do guess a, a network work. adapter is the common point, right? If it's connected, it's plugged into a network. Mm-hmm. And you can assume power at that point, and you can assume connectivity. So you can just keep pushing it out, 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 because there's always going to be a network cable if it's on the network. Yeah. 
Like yeah, yeah, I mean, I it's think so. a logical place for it, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess it's, like, I look at it more along the lines of what are we asking the network to do, right? So we've got NSX, right? We've got this software-defined network inside of the, the VMware environment. And to do that routing, to do those security functions, to do all of that kind of stuff takes CPU time. And CPU time is what I'm dedicating to virtual machines. So if I'm stealing yeah. Yeah. VM CPU time to do work that should be network level, then here's a dedicated piece of hardware to do that. Same reason you get your graphics card to do your 3D gaming or whatever, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, we touched on it uh, a little bit ago that this is our, our bite-sized episode is going to be focused on the edge today and what the edge means and what you can do with the edge. Mm-hmm. Um you know, traditionally, again, we go back, and I'm not picking on Cisco, but I'm picking on Cisco, the ASA, which it was so ubiquitous for so mm-hmm. many years, built upon the, the PICs, which and they, the ASA, yeah. Yep. Which, um, and I think people spoke about it not so lovingly, and at the same time, everyone was using it, right? Everyone it had was, an ASA. It was the thing. It was, right. um, if you wanted a firewall and you wanted the, the bees knees of firewalls, you'd get an ASA because it would do yep. everything and anything you'd want it to. Yeah. And that Java-based ASDM, oh, which we God. all learn to love. <laughs> but but I bet you could still work your way around it, though, right? I, there was a certain level of comfort in mm-hmm. the ugliness of it. Where mm-hmm. It's like, I just know this is how I do it. I know how ugly this ba- baby is, right? Right, right. You don't look over that crib and, and act shocked. You know, <laughs> like a little Seinfeld reference there. Uh, but but we are way past that, and I think um, even Cisco realizes that the ASA is is kind of you know old guard legacy, and, and mm-hmm. we've moved into a, a very modern approach to security. But when Here's you think the, ASA and you think legacy firewalls, you think rules, rule sets, right? Access and, lists, and the the new one now is the what is it the um, um, next generation firewall. Which to me We've heard has, that for a while now. Right. To me has meant um, I'm making my firewall rules more than just what IP are you coming from, what port are you coming from, what IP are you going to, what port are you going to, right? That Does that also include integration with other systems that could say maybe that's all you do still. Maybe it's still yes you can go there or yet no you can't. But I'm gonna listen to my friend the antivirus package over here that tells me a little bit more about the endpoint or what's going on and maybe I can dynamically change those rules if I see things that don't make me happy. Um, I I want to see more of that personally. Uh, I think that makes more sense. And when we're talking about well, holistic, right? Yeah, when we're talking about like, here's that ecosystem I'm going to buy into. I'm going to buy all pan stuff because I can run the cortex and I can run the IPS stuff and I can run the firewall and they can all talk to each other and I can track events across them. That's that's the thing that I want to see. Um, but really, I think that's more along the lines of like um, where you're kicking your logs out to your seam and and what actions is it taking when it finds something yep. that it needs to quarantine, right? Intrusion detection versus truly prevention, the IDS to IPS mm-hmm. looking at too. That mm-hmm. that's a whole that whole holistic system. Um, yeah, so so when I think of next-gen firewalls, I think, okay, instead of just access lists, instead of I say you're allowed on port 443, I also might be able to interrogate that traffic mm-hmm. on the way in mm-hmm. and say, okay, yeah, that's that's a web request to, you know, a secure HTTPS port, but it looks like you've got some SQL injection 
query language in there. So I'm trying to break into that PHP page with and drop you to the, the shell. That's kind of different. That's that's kind of two different things going on there. Um, the the next generation firewall and the layer seven rules are absolutely that. You add another um, I really want to say another tuple to your security I don't know if that's even the right word to your security rule. So source address of any or port address of any um, destination, my public interface, destination port 80 or 443, and the traffic has to be categorized as HTTP or HTTPS, right? Um, because if you think about it, I could do a firewall rule that says incoming on port 80 goes to my FTP server and it's FTP traffic. So with an older firewall rule, allow source or allow destination port 80, it, it's just port right. 80. It's literally that, right? It doesn't look at what that traffic That's is. kind of the old school fix-up command, though, also, because doesn't that enforce, um, enforce protocol standardization? Do you remember, uh, remember fix-up on the, on the pixels at least? Oh, God. Mm, no. I just remember I, from mail server standpoint. I vaguely remember the name, but no, I'd have to look at what, what that was actually doing. I don't think that's what it was because we haven't had that, that layer seven application level inspection until fairly recent, right? So, okay, so it's a, it's a level of inspection and fix up was the PICS and with the ASA, it was replaced by modular policy framework. So it's a policy map to inspect the traffic. And I, I, from what I recall, it holds it to the standard of this is what this protocol looks like. Okay. And if it doesn't, knock it down. Okay. So Which that sounds fairly really early. Is really what we're talking? Yes, but it's, it's not what we're talking about modern-wise, but it, mm -hmm. that feels like that was the early attempt. We're, we're getting like that. there. We're heading that way to, hey, this, it's it's on 80, so it should look like HTTP traffic, right? That kind of a thing? Exactly. Yeah. And I noticed some of the problems as protocols advanced and a use case of protocols advanced, uh, we got to the point where it's like, oh, just turn off fix up. That'll fix that. <laughs> right. Turn yeah. off your security. Great. Yeah. I mean, we so so that problem that, that turn off fix up was um, solving, you still kind of run into. Um, you, like when you're, when you're looking at those layer seven rules, you still have to have that traffic categorized. So... Um, that initial TCP handshake is is not you know where where does the firewall get enough information about that traffic flow to be able to say yes this is this application or no this isn't right there's there's still got to be some level of monitoring level of, of inspection of it before it, it can categorize it correctly and if you're hosting any secured by certificate services behind that firewall the firewall needs to know about that if it's going to be layer seven it needs to have that cert basically and do the um the handoff more or less right to be able to crack that packet open kind of um so we can categorize a lot of so the most time personally the most time i've spent with those layer seven firewall rules have been on apollo um and i can write my layer seven rule without having to do https um, decryption on the fire on the firewall itself yeah so it there's enough without actually cracking open that that packet to be able to categorize it as um, you look at some of the categories it's it's here's Google here's Gmail here's interesting here's um, Google Calendar here's Drive here's Facebook here's Facebook chat here right 
all of those are different categories that we can look at and, and categorize before we actually start opening up that that uh, packet uh, and, really? and taking a look inside of it. Yeah. Now, it must be doing that from the headers, though. It must be doing that from the, the source, and it can't, obviously. I mean, otherwise, the packet's encrypted. The idea is you can't fingerprint that to categorize because that's a pretty weak encryption. Well, there's things like your your SSL cert is signed by someone specific, right? Your SSL sure, cert okay. is a Google cert, and you can see that that this is gotcha. encrypted with that before before that traffic okay. comes in. Um, That's true. I was going to say there have to be some legible pieces of information. Mm -hmm. it, they're not they're not gleaning that from the encrypted packet. Right, right, right. Um, there's also um, outside of just the the packet itself. There's how the application handshakes, what it talks like, what it's asking for what kind of things come up after that initial initial socket gets turned up, right? All of that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So well, that gives you some intelligence to it. That, that, that's good. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. we're, we're hoping some of these products do, do mm -hmm. for us. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. So what's the best approach then at the edge? What, what we've talked about the multi-layered security, we've talked about holistic approach and there's a lot of components to it, right? Mm -hmm. But, when I'm thinking about the edge, what are the things I, that should be top of top of mind? Um, so, I th I think that there's uh, room for a couple of different things in an overarching design of an environment. Um, we've talked about treating your users the same, whether they're on prem or off prem. Um, that kind of you can buzzword that and say you know bring your own device, uh, uh, trust no one, um, zero trust environment, that kind of stuff. Um, I I think my recommendation would be to put all of your secure data in a fortress and have guards patrolling that fortress. Um, it used to be just that I buy my big firewall and it's my perimeter and as as long as I keep everyone outside of that perimeter then I'm secure but now we got people traipsing around on the inside so we got to protect that as well so that that you still should have that wall that that outside edge and and do more inspection and and security policy inside as well so here's a weird thing uh and I'm sure I know this is still a thing it's just a lot of people don't like to talk about it because of the increase in increase in responsibility for IT, mm -hmm. uh, outgoing web proxy. This mm -hmm. was all the rage in like the early to mid 2000s. Uh, what was the one brand that uh, I used to work for? Explicit proxy York. with like Barracuda or something. Yeah. You know what? The big name was in the early 2000s was a uh, oh, blue coat. Remember blue coat? Blue coat. And I remember God, I, I, I want to say coat. I saw like signs or ads in like SeaTac for them. Maybe we sold a ton of blue coat mm -hmm. because it was freaking awesome. It was almost effortless to sell because you, you, you put the little, you put it up and you say, yeah, this is a problem. This was NIMDA, SQL slammer, all of these worms and people would click and it would, that'd be it. It was XP mm -hmm. time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I remember blue coat basically saw their success and basically overnight said, oh, we're going to quadruple our prices. Mm -hmm. And that was basically the, you don't hear about blue coat so much. I mean, yeah, it's out there, but it's, it's, I, I think about it as, yeah, uh, outgoing proxies are kind of a no brainer because really the weak point in almost every single security incident is a user action. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times we're, we're really guarded against the, 
yeah, we've got the, the security, but if you are determined to crash your server, if you're determined to delete that file, if you're determined to click that link, there's little in the way of a technological solution that'll stop you from doing so. So why don't we hear more about outgoing proxies, Matt? Why, like, um, do, do you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. heard people get scared, like, boy, now everything goes through us, and now why can't I get on that site? And this and that. And uh-huh. They'd rather just let it all out than uh-huh. deal with the there, overhead of that. There's, I think there's a couple of different things at play there. Um, it's uh, amusing that you've uh, brought that up because I've got a, a, a project coming up that's going to be uh, kind of replace that explicit proxy. Um, and, and I think the 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 change is because of how something like that blue coat or h- how that explicit proxy works specific specifically um and that is that you have to configure your endpoint to send the traffic to that device to be proxied right you can yeah. write rules that say um you can write like a firewall rule that says if it doesn't come through that proxy don't let it out which is which is a thing um but y- your endpoint has to has to know that this is a configuration and um, respect that configuration and send the appropriate traffic to that. Uh, one of the things I've I'd heard about in the in some of the security stuff I've I've gone to and seen and done is uh, DNS egress of stolen data. So if you think about that, like, I can bypass the DNS server that's configured on the machine and query some public DNS address with a string at some, you know, name that I bought yesterday and exfil data with DNS queries that way. Um, Specifically because I'm just, you know, my little worm that got installed on this machine is querying whatever I tell it to, not what the system is configured with. You run into that same issue with with an explicit proxy and how that's configured, right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't do it right, though, I think I think what you do is well. First of all, a lot of people are loath to put the explicit proxy in line. What you're talking about that that mm-hmm. HTTP redirection, mm-hmm. traffic redirection, right? It has to be honored, but it ha- you know it has to happen unless you basically put the proxy in line. Then anything going out that line will have to pass through this box. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't love that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't either. I don't like putting a lot of points of failure along my along my main line. So, okay, so let's say you've got that redirection. Well, then at the firewall, you just say, only this box is allowed to query out on these ports. Mm-hmm. Anybody else trying to go around it, nope, you're not getting out. Um, so, I mean, there, there's ways to do that. There I is. think just, I think also it's an uncomfortable position for employees in an office to, hey, you're seeing all my traffic. You're, I mean, well, okay, the company's sure. not wrong. Sure, but, but, but no, people get... If if I'm on a work computer, then I'm assuming that everything I'm doing is seen by work, right? That's, yeah. No, I'm that's not saying it's not kind of a level It's just there. people get. But then you've also got now, you know, if you're out of the office and working, mm-hmm. which is what you and I have done basically the entire time we've been at Ivoxy, if we're not at a customer site or at a meeting, we're at mm-hmm. home at our home offices. Um, then again, there's the way we approach it. There's 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 not any Ivoxy infrastructure that we're touching that is that we're going to infect either. We're our home networks to the internet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a corporate environment and a data center and somebody VPNing in, and then you got split tunnel. That's mm-hmm. a whole other thing, and you can't control 
a which, employee's home internet connection. Right, which is um, kind of that uh, from that management point of view. That's kind of the mindset that I'm I'm referring to is if I treat the office just like your home network, then my security policy is is just I've got to let this user connect to this device and I secure that or device this application and I secure that application period. Um, that's that's outside of uh, of um, or not that not that that's outside, but that's a broader or that's an easier thing to do, right? Is I, I treat my data center as a as an environment. Um, you mentioned SQL injection stuff. That's a little bit of, of a different thing than a, a firewall itself. That's a, a web application firewall, and that's actually inbound traffic proxying on something like an F5. Okay, is that not a next gen? Does a next gen firewall not do that? That's different. Okay, because I know some people would claim that oh, we're next gen firewall. We do like the the blurring of the terms. I think happens mm -hmm. a lot too in the advertising features. There's a, there's set a bunch of, of overlap, is. but that's really a different right. thing. You have to be looking at. You actually have to terminate that SSL session, right? We aren't looking at just the the packet itself. We're looking at the SQL data, the SQL query, the what's coming into my form fields that I'm filling, and scrubbing that. So in that consider in that consideration, you're looking at something like a pan. Uh, at your edge, and then that passes along to an F5 cluster behind mm -hmm. that that then mm -hmm. handles all the web traffic and the stuff behind it. So that's kind of a load balancer, reverse proxy mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. security. Oh, yeah, yeah. I um, I struggled with uh, I struggled with that. I run a I don't know how to talk about it. I run a website. Uh, it's next January will be celebrating its 20th year in service. It's um, it's a Dave Matthews Band fan site, right? So mm -hmm. I was in college, hardcore <laughs> fan went nuts and I'm like, hey, I can kind of scratch my uh, scratch my nerd back about hosting and programming and I've got an app in the iOS store and all of this stuff. I love podcasting. All these things that I like to do, this site like allows me to scratch all those hobby itches, which yep. is cool. Um, SQL injection, big problem. Mm -hmm. Big problem. Uh, you know, it's PHP and so all the script written code, we're doing all this awesome stuff, but I'm looking at my logs and I see, oh, that's interesting. What is select union and, and all these escape characters? And so there was some good time spent years and years ago doing a lot of um, input scrubbing and sanitizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just a web query. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And all you need to do is be running a software package that has one bit of a vulnerability and you are you are completely owned. Yep. Um, Little Johnny drop tables. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully we we've been ahead of the curve, but, um, you know, I had one Russian hacker or whatever just said, Oh, I, I, I saw you've got it. Here's your table structure. And I, and I saw the queries where you had done it mm -hmm. and I immediately shut that down and I was like, okay, and, Oh, I'm just trying to be nice. Why are you being a jerk? I'm going to charge you a thousand. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. Yeah. That was yeah, it. Yeah. Thankfully we got out of there. No Bitcoin <laughs> or anything. But yeah. So tell me a little bit about SSL descript decryption, man. So, um, kind of, kind of back to what we were talking about at the, about the, the forward, not the forward proxy, the explicit proxy, the explicit outbound proxy. Um, the the thing I see more now instead of that explicit proxy is SSL decrypt on the firewall for outbound traffic. Um, and it's it still takes some touching of the endpoint itself because what's happening is we're, again, terminating that full session on the firewall and reestablishing it to the client. So what that means is I have to 
sign a certificate that says google.com and sign it with the CA that is trusted by um, your organization. Right now, google.com is something like VeriSign or something. And you don't have a VeriSign cert that's trusted by... You do have a VeriSign cert, but you don't have a CA to, re to be able to re-sign Google. You're not, you're not authoritative for that. Right. So you have to stand up that CA infrastructure and then install that trusted root cert on all of the endpoints. And then at that point, you can actually crack open that HTTPS packet and look inside of it. That's, that's the one when we're talking about outbound traffic and, and packet inspection that's even deeper than that layer 7 firewall rule. That's the kind of way that I'm seeing most customers get to that today is by doing that, that certificate signing of public certs. Endorsed man-in-the-middle attacking, more or less, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. That's exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there, it's, it's a lot to handle. My mind's a little melted even after the short kind of interval here, but um, there is a lot to worry about. And I think that's the kind of point where getting you know all the smart people in the room, getting all of our heads together, and discussing what those risks are and how to best approach them and the practical effects of them. Look, I mean, yeah, shut everything down. Don't let any traffic out. That's great. How am I going to do my work, boss? Mm -hmm. Like, there mm -hmm. has to be that balance. And, and you know, I think we're well-equipped to kind of go on both our expertise and our hunger for knowledge plugged into the industry and seeing all of the environments out there and how, for me, I learn how not to do things. That's how I learn how to do things. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, because if you eliminate enough bad things, you get to the good thing. Right. So, you know, we have a lot of experience seeing what has been out there and what is out there and what kind of problems need to be solved. So I think that's why we're uniquely equipped to, to assist on things like I'd this. I'd agree so, with that. Thanks for rapping with me about security again this morning. I, I feel less insecure, security. Matt. <laughs> I feel less insecure. Go. I feel more secure. Uh, I'm going to start calling you my security blanket. There you go. Keep you, nice, <laughs> keep you nice and warm. Uh, thanks for joining me this morning, Matt. Uh, and thanks, everybody out there, for listening to yet another episode of Data Center Therapy. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.